It was a while back when we first had Robert Wickens in the Freak Nation, but it's a hell of a time to get him back in the Freak Nation for something that he accomplished over the weekend. He got his first race win, I believe, since, what, five, six years ago, running in the uh, IMSA touring car class. And he joins us now here in the Freak Nation. And Robert, in the interviews that I see with you and the significance of uh, you not having use of your lower body, your legs, the significance of this win, of course, is it lost on anyone. But when I see these interviews with you talking about, I just need to let this soak in, uh, how, how can you let something like this soak in that's so special, not just to you, but all of those close to you that help you do this in this car? You know, I think it's it's funny. For me, I knew it was almost inevitable that I was going to be able to, to win a race. I, I never lost my self-confidence. I always knew. Um, I didn't forget how to drive. Um, you know, it's funny. Like, that, that stat has come up so often that, you know, I haven't won a race since 2017. And I was like, come on, guys. Like, at least count the races. You know, I haven't been racing. For, for a while um and then someone told me it ended up being i think 22 races without a win i'm like see that's not so bad mm. you know there you go but when you say when you say four years or five years or whatever it is it's like man it sounds, it sounds tough but um no it's it was an incredible race great job by um hyundai brian hurt autosport my teammate mark wilkins at the end of the race drove under extreme pressure um yeah it, it, it's it's surreal. It really is. You know, so much hard work has gone into this, not only my own internal work of recovery and rehab, but everyone at Brian Hurt Autosport, all the men and women that work day and night to make sure that my hand controls are safe and reliable. Um, you know, it's uh, it's no easy task, but here we are. And now we're gonna hopefully find our rhythm and hopefully we can kickstart our season here in the second half and try and make a run for the championship. IMSA winner. Robert Wickens joining us here in the Freak Nation. And you talk about the controls in the car. When was the first time that you felt comfortable with the controls in the car? Or have you felt completely comfortable with these unique controls in the car? I'm learning as I go. You know, I'm definitely getting more and more acclimatized with everything, you know. But I'm not going to lie, throughout Daytona, you know, the first race of the year for us, every braking zone I was kind of having to, on the straight, pre like remember what I need to do for the next braking zone, how hard to pull the brake out, you know, cause it wasn't quite muscle memory yet. Um, going to Sebring, there was a lot more challenges with the hand controls with different techniques of braking and everything. And really it was Laguna where I felt like I started to really come really strong with the hand controls. And then from there we've been massively quick, just haven't really had the, the fortune that we needed. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the best driver in the world, you, you need, you need some good luck every now and then. IndyCar driver, sports car driver, Robert Wickens joining us here in the freaks. And that's where I wanted to go with you on this, because did I see this correctly that on your steering wheel, you've got throttle control on both the right and the left side. To me, I mean, granted, I'm not a race car driver, but that would just completely confuse me on the amount of throttle, no matter what turn you're in. How how do you balance that in your mind? So my my logic behind that is you need the ability to do everything on both hands, hmm. because as you know, in various categories, you know, in our Hyundai Elantra and TCR car on the right hand side, we have a control panel on that control panel. We have some switches and whatnot that we have to control the car with. Then there's simple brake bias, stuff like that. I have a tool for my hand controls on there to help tune my hand controls. 
So if I'm using my right hand for the for the throttle, and I want to change the brake bias, I don't want to lift off the throttle to change brake bias and lose time. So then you switch to the left hand, oh for example. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so that way you can continue at full throttle while you, while you do the things that you need to do. So it's definitely complex. Um, I'm about 90% of the time using throttle with my left hand unless there's a, a situation that I need to do something else. You know, I would wonder if you could get some input from maybe motocross or supercross riders because, yeah, they, they deal with the same thing and leading up to arm pump at times. So, yeah, I wonder, would you be willing to maybe consult with them or would that even help you, do you think? For sure. I mean, I consulted with a bunch of people and we tried a lot of different kind of scenarios, you know, if actually, you know, that motocross style twist throttle would be something to consider. Um, or, you know, the ATV kind of like thumb trigger throttle, you know, we kind of evaluated a lot of different options. For me, having like a twist throttle on the wheel would have been weird because when you turn, like, I'd be worried to possibly put throttle on or something. Um, so that one was ruled out pretty quickly. But the thumb, like ATV style throttle was a potential for a while. Um, but then ultimately I landed on the system we have now, which is basically, if you think of, uh, like a formula one steering wheel or an IndyCar steering wheel, where the clutch paddles are at the bottom of the wheel, we almost just convert that into throttle. So I just kind of pull those paddles on the backside of the steering wheel for throttle. Robert Wickens, I, I'm stunned. I'm sitting here listening to this. Uh, my, my co-hosts have answered it, have asked every question is on my list. So I have to, uh, I'm coming we'll to pick one, pick one out of the air and let's go. Pick one out of the air. So that's, that's kind of what I'm going to do here. Does you've described some incredible, uh, uh, activity. All of this is going on. Uh, is there any of this that translates to your everyday life? One of my objectives from all this, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm returning back to racing for my own selfish needs. I'm a race car driver by heart. It's all I know my entire life. I gave up everything for this career. Um, so when my accident happened in 2018, I knew I had to get back somehow. I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know when it would happen, but I knew it was something that I needed to do. Um, along the way, you know, I drive an accessible vehicle day to day. Um, and I have just the standard off the shelf hand control system. And it's a very crude and relatively unsafe, um, system. It's just a lever that you pull for throttle and you push it for brake, but you Ooh. basically have to drive one handed all the time. Um, so pretty early on, I was like, you know, maybe my calling from all this is to try and make an impact on accessible road safety, you know, motorsport and racing has always been a testing ground for everyday vehicles and for road safety moving forward. And maybe one day this will be no different. You mentioned 90%. Are you just 10% away from having this be completely uh, intuitive? And are you still thinking about what you're doing? Uh, are you beyond that? Because when you were in IndyCar, I imagine stuff was happening so fast. You did, did it on, on uh, without thinking. How far away are you from doing that in this touring car? Definitely, it's it's becoming something more and more in every event. But where I'm still saying I'm not at the maximum is because I'm still struggling a little bit with consistency. You know, the braking is so delicate in motorsport. Doesn't matter if you're two wheels, four wheels. You know, braking, in my opinion, is seventy percent of the performance over a lap. How you enter the corner 
is how you, the car will behave through the corner, which will mean how much speed you can take through the corner. So for me, trying to understand kind of that muscle memory of how hard to squeeze that ring um, for each given corner, for each speed of corner, how the car is handling, you know, when you've done, when you've grew up racing, you know, with your, with your legs and, you know, for 20 odd years, you've perfected that art to know exactly what you need to do. We're here, we're just a few months in and we're, we're learning quickly because luckily I didn't have to learn how to drive along with learning the technique. <laughs> I knew how to drive. Now I'm just learning the technique. So it's, um, it's very challenging, but we have a lot of very intelligent people at Brian Hurt Autosport and uh, my teammate, Mark Wilkins is a class act and a very good baseline driver to compare myself against. And he's super open-minded. He's the most probably honest teammate I've, I've been a part of so far. You know, if he, if he tells me, you know, he's breaking at the 200 meter board, I know I can go out and do that same thing without a, without a doubt in mind. So it's something that really helps me get up to speed, especially because I'm learning the Elantra NTCR car. Um, you know, I'm learning some tracks that like Watkins Glen I've never driven before, ironically. You know, I've, I've been in motorsport for what seems like a lifetime, but I never made it to Watkins Glen. Um, but then learning hand controls in a front wheel drive car, you know, there's just so many different things that we're trying to pick up on in very little practice time. So trusting, trusting your teammates big and then having great, um, staff behind you, engineers, mechanics to help prepare you and, and learn between sessions, which, uh, which has been influential so far. Freak Nation, Robert Wickens, we all know where we were when we got the news with the spinal cord injury in 2018 in the IndyCar Series, grabbing his first win in the IMSA Sports Car Series over the weekend. And we know Brian Hurd of, I say, very well. I mean, we don't go out and have dinner all the time, but I could pick up the phone and talk to the guy if we needed to. Uh, he lost a bet to Statman, shaved his head one time because losing a bet. I <laughs> And maybe we're biased, but given your set of circumstances, I can't think of a more open-minded, better owner than Brian Herda for your situation. Give me some insight to to running with Brian Herda. First off, Brian, like obviously, he's a a great driver himself. You know, now he's a great team owner, strategist in IndyCar. You know, he just does everything at such a high level. But the most important thing, he's just like an amazing human being. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one thing, like, obviously I was well aware of who Brian Herta was. And in 2018, we crossed paths on multiple occasions, but, you know, we raced for different teams. You know, you, you never really get a chance to get to know each other. And um, one day during, I think it was 2020, he, he called me up out of the blue. I didn't have his number saved. He introduced himself and he just, asked me driver to driver, you know, do you have any ambition to race again? Um, and I said, yeah, of course I do. I'm just, I'm actually trying to get something accomplished. I'm just not getting much traction. And then, you know, he's like, okay, well, it's good to know, you know, we'll be in touch. Hangs up the phone. I was like, Hey, that was weird. Right. Cool. Weird. (laughs) Um, you know, a few months pass and then, you know, now we're into 2021. I think he calls me up like mid April and he's like, what are you doing May 4th? Mm. And I was, um, well, you and I are in Texas on the second and third for IndyCar, but the fourth I'm free. And he's like, cool, let's go to mid-Ohio and let's get you in a race car. Oh, my gosh. And he explained, you know, Michael Johnson has joined Brian Hurd Autosport, who's also a paraplegic. And so we have a hand-controlled car ready to run. And they're kind enough to let me um, share the car with him for the day. And that was just like, you know, 
Christmas all over again. So we uh, traveled on, on, you know, late night flight from Texas to, to Columbus and made the drive down to, uh, to mid Ohio. And it was the typical, you know, you picture your recovery, your first time back in a race car being just the beautiful sunny day, you know, great weather. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold raining the whole time. You know, was, yeah. You're in Ohio. But, uh, Come on, dude. You're in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Right. But it, honestly, it was just such a great day just to get back behind the wheel. You know, I'd done so much time on iRacing with hand controls, trying to get it to be second nature with my hands that just getting back into a race car again and um, showing to myself. Cause like, you know, when you drive virtually, you don't get the G force and everything. And for the whole time during my recovery, I was like, I wonder what my body will react with G force. You know, I, I regain quite a bit of strength and a good amount of mu- muscle function. You know, I, I can't, I can't walk permanently, but I can, I can take the odd step here and there and stand for a short period of time before I fall over. So it's, um, I was always wondering like, well, how is my body going to handle G force, but you don't know until you try it. So that day in mid Ohio was, uh, I think a breakthrough day for me, even though it was just an honest invitation, just Brian reaching out driver to driver to let me fulfill something that, that I needed to fulfill for myself, which was to drive a race car again, to see if it was even possible. Um, and it was, I'll cherish that day, I think for, for the rest of my life. And then from there, um, one thing led to another and Brian Hart Autosport made the decision to expand the six cars in 2022. And, um, Brian then gave me another call and said like, <laughs> Hey, you want to go, you want to go racing? And I was like, what do you think the answer is, Brian? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And here we are. So honestly, Brian's just such a good guy. Um, not only that, his business partners, you know, Sean Jones and Eric Chase at Brian Hurt Autosport, Hyundai, everything that they've put into this program. You've talked through this interview a little bit about how great Brian has been as far as a team owner. I want to know what sort of dad advice he's giving you and Carly because Time's coming, man. You are in such a monumental year of 2022, getting back in a race car, competing, getting to, to victory lane, and now going to be a dad soon. I mean, come on. This is amazing for you guys. The funniest thing is the only thing that gave me goosebumps was being a dad soon. So <laughs> it's, uh, no, I'm, I'm so excited. You know, my wife, Carly, she's such a trooper through and through the entire recovery. She's been literally my, my rock and foundation through everything now. You know, we have a baby coming soon here in July. So uh, I just keep telling her, you know, don't don't jump, don't drink those raspberry teas or spicy <laughs> foods, whatever whatever it is. Give me till sure. July fourth when I'm back from Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, and then we can have the baby. You know, but please just hang on a little bit longer. Um, no, it's been amazing, and Brian, you know, all he, all he tells me is like, you know, you think. Um, great things happen in your career, but wait until you're a dad, you know? And I think that's, yeah, I'm excited. To, I'm excited, excited to know that feeling. Well, go out and grab another win and just keep, keep setting records for, for people like yourself and just people like us. It's, it's fun to watch. We've watched your recovery, your determination. Uh, it is, is absolutely astonishing, Robert, what you've done, buddy. All right. Thank you guys so much. And thanks for the time. Absolutely. You bet. Thank you, buddy. Have a good one.